You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 303. We're discussing the most anticipated nerd for 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Carlos. Gentlemen, welcome to 2022. Happy New Year's to all of the listeners out there. We hope that you had a safe, healthy, and enjoyable holiday season as we now roll into 2022. We spent last week looking back at 21. Now that's in the rear view mirror. Let's kick it off and run straight into 2022. And I don't know if we understand the sheer scope and volume of what's coming at us, guys. It is going to be an unbelievable year, nerd. We sat only one year ago and was questioning what was going to happen in 2021. Were we going to get any movies? We're going to get TV shows. What was going to be nerd in that year? And it turned out to be quite an unbelievable year. But now we have another monumental year in front of us with 2022. Look, DC is putting their largest single-year slate ever to film this year with four individual properties hitting the big screen, including the Batman, Black Adam, Flash, and Aquaman 2. They're also dropping... One to two HBO Max shows, one of which we're going to get to see here in about a week's time. We're going to see five Marvel properties, two of those from Sony with the ever-delayed Morbius coming out at some point and Spider-Verse Part 1. MCU is delivering us three properties where we'll be zipping back to familiar franchises and characters with Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. They're also expanding their Disney Plus slate of storytelling with Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and maybe even Secret Invasion. Star Wars, although missing out on the big screen, this year we're going to get three shows, an Obi-Wan and or Mando, and possibly Bad Batch Season 2. We've got animated films, Sonic 2, DC Superhero Pets Lightyear, and also return to some of the biggest franchises in history with Jurassic World, Avatar, and also some Tom Cruise vehicles in Mission Impossible 7 and Top Gun. So here it is, guys. Here is 2022. And that's not even mentioning the comics and the collecting that's going to happen. And we're here today to actually talk about all of that. We're going to be running down our most anticipated TV shows, our most anticipated films, as well as kicking back and doing our nerdier resolutions, something that we like to do here in the Nerd Room every single year to help pave our path for what we're going to be doing in nerd in 2022. So gentlemen, I know that was a long intro and you're sitting there very much waiting to get into this, but how are you guys doing? How's New Year's? Carlos, my man, how are you doing? I'm doing well. New New Year's was good. Uh, just a low-key celebration with the family and some uh, Terramana. Nice. Thanks to my boy, uh, Troy the Boy <laughs> and The Rock. So uh, yeah, that's, that's how you bring in that New Year's. So uh, it is what it is, but I'm happy 2022 is here. The year of the bat. Yes. yes, yes, indeed. The year of the Spider-Man, as Troy so nicely put it last year, transitioning into the year of the Bat. Troy, man, New Year's 2022. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. But you know, it's a, it's a family tradition of ours. Every Friday, every Saturday, we get together and we do some hardcore Mario Party on the Switch. We go hard. We go ham. 
And I, I'm a rainy champ. I get my, my my wins every week. And for the New Year's, I'm like, you know, I'm going to keep that going. And I failed. My wife took the championship. So I'm starting the new year as a loser in Mario Party. But it's all good. I'm going to come back at it next week and get that going. But uh, man, it's, it's a tough defeat. But that's all we did. We just kept it simple, kept it light. The kids, the family, we all just did some Mario Party and brought in the new year. I didn't even make it till 12. I think I passed out by 1130 in my sorrows there but uh it's all good man i'm i'm back i'm good and uh i'm glad everybody made it to 2022 here we yes. are here we are i'm yes. excited man it's gonna be a good year for the mcu for sony for batman like i'm i'm stoked man just for the films alone oh yeah it's it's gonna be a good one not only did the three of us make it to 2022 but so did the theater industry which mm-hmm. is a big plus cinema mm-hmm. is alive and cinema is going to deliver, I think, in 2022. I, like you guys, had a very low-key, quiet New Year's that was carried over from uh, the night before. I had quite a, quite a few brews and all that over, <laughs> over a two-day span. So it was nice. It was nice to ring in the new year and wake up with a headache on January 1st, which <laughs> means that I had fun in 2021, I think. So <laughs> oh, I know, man. January 2nd. I, I was like Boba Fett, man, on that yeah. detox. <laughs> man, Just... I needed a back-to-tank for sure. <laughs> Could have used that. Could have used that. A lot of flashbacks, though, if I was sitting in there thinking about 2021 and 2020. A lot of traumatic moments <laughs> to think about. So let, let's get into it, guys. You know, I know there's a lot of things that, that we haven't touched on, we haven't talked about in a few weeks because we like to do these wrap-up shows and kickoffs for 2022. You know, we've got Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett dropped its first episode. I actually did a live stream with the Vigilante Boys, so head over to their YouTube channel and you can check out my first thoughts there. But we will get the guys' first thoughts here next week. We've also got a new Batman trailer, a Multiverse of Madness trailer that we haven't touched on. And so we're going to get to all that when we get back to our regular schedule programming next week. But this week, we got to look far into the future here and see what is on tap for us. What are we excited about in 2022? And we're going to start with TV shows, you know, with the streaming service, with that medium really finding its footing in 2021, 2022, it looks to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest year for streaming TV shows. And then we've also got some awesome shows that are landing on the network stations as well, including Superman and Lois, of course, but we're going to count down our top five here. Most anticipated, TV shows for 2022. And we're going to kick it off with you, Troy. We're going to go five up or whatever order you got them in. What doesn't mm-hmm. matter, man. But what is your, your fifth most anticipated TV property for 2022? Oh, man. This one's been on my list for a minute because it keeps getting pushed back. I just don't know if they ever began writing uh, once season four or three ended. I think season four. Season three. Anyways, I'm going to Ozark. Jason Bateman's Ooh. Ozark. This is like I love Love this show. From season one, I've been hooked. I really think season three just amped it up times a million. It's a great cast. And um, in some ways, it's very reminiscent of a Breaking Bad, but a better setting, in my opinion, and uh, a more likable cast, in my opinion, as well. So, yeah, I'm going with Ozark. I think Jason Bateman is actually very underrated. I know a lot of people kind of see him as, like, the funny man, but I feel like when he plays, like, the straight man, it's, 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 it's great. It's great stuff. So, Ozark all day for me. I believe it's season... It's the final season. I think it's season four. four? Yeah. yeah. So this is the final season. And you know what? I have it on my list too. It's a little higher, but I'll just piggyback on yeah. what you said. And yeah, Ozark is that that it made the top five says something as to how compelling this show is. And like as much of a Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Vince Gilliam honk as I am. Uh, I just there's just something about Ozark and the variety that it lends itself to mm. compared to that show. Um, 
just with the family and how much time we get to spend with all of them and that they all have different aspects as to the uh, criminal world that they're involved in. I think that's where you get a bit more variety than you did with uh, the other shows, which are insanely good in their own right. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for Ozark season four. And and I'm glad that they're capping it at four mm-hmm. seasons, despite how successful it's been and how popular it is. Like that's the way to do it. My hat goes off to any of those um, showrunners and studios that despite having hit properties, they're just like, Nope, this is our story. And this is where we need to, cap it off with the meaningful ending so yeah cannot wait for this one i think it's it. pretty quick i want to say it's first quarter of this year but i uh, think so i think so yeah, yeah man netflix bringing the heat on my mm. list for sure this is the first of uh, a couple entries for them so awesome awesome love to hear a little divergent there and ozark's not a show i've never watched but i've heard very very big praise from a lot of people on especially bateman like you're saying troy what mm. he's been able to do and and kind of twist his his normal sort of pigeonhole into something quite a bit different yeah awesome all right carlos it's here number five on your list you got a netflix or you got something uh, a little different there uh you know what I'll, i will go with uh my girl ava gave me some love on the twitterverse today so i'm gonna go with naomi as nice. my number five seeing as we hit the ozark already but uh Man, just listening to her talk about her thought process and how she's approaching this show and the character just has so much energy to her on the comic book page and you can really see that with the young lady that they've cast in the title role. And I think it's going to be something special and you look at those Ava DuVernay shows like stuff like Queen Sugar and she's she just brings something special to it and you have like an Academy Award winning director who's doing not one but two DC shows for mm. the CW slash HBO Max. Like, that's huge. And uh, this this lady doesn't fail at anything. Well, she may, she might have had a wrinkle in time. But aside from that, like, <laughs> she – and that's, you know, I, I always get hats off to people who, uh, who take an L once in a while because yep. they come back better and stronger. And I think canceling directors when they have a, a bad out is the dumbest oh, thing on. ever. Because, yeah, silly. Yeah, they learn and – they're going to come back bigger, badder the next time around. So, yeah, man, like, I think Naomi is going to be something pretty special and bring a whole new set of eyes to uh, that character and the wider DC universe. Like, even Ava in the interview that I watched with her today was talking about how Superman is a big focus in this show. And if we get my boy Tyler Hecklund in there, that'd be pretty cool. But That's uh, what I was going to ask you, man. Is it connected to the CW or what? Because we see that little, you know, flyby of soups. Yeah, I... I think the new shows are pretty separate. Like even Stargirl, like you watch that show and it's decidedly not CW, even though it does oh, okay. like the shared broadcast thing with the uh, HBO Max. So yeah, yeah, like like CW has a reputation and it's it's rightfully earned. Like I suffered through many hours of their of their programming, but that Flash Arrowverse stuff is in one corner, and then you have like the new shows with Supergirl. Superman and Lois, and now hopefully uh, Naomi bringing like bringing the heat and bringing something new and different and a bit or higher quality because mm-hmm. it's going to be the shared production between them and HBO Max. Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah, man. Is are all these shows now like Superman and Lois and Naomi and all that? Are they still the twenty four episodes, or are they no. cut back down to like twelve or whatever? I think Naomi is. 11 or 12 yeah. and Superman and Lois is 15. 
for season yeah, two. Yeah, I think that's the been that's a big difference spot. maker for CW in the last couple of years is that you know shaving 10 to 12 episodes off your season mm-hmm. gives you a lot more room to actually work. Although you have all the space, but you're stretching so much out and you end up with a bunch of bottle episodes and freak of the week type thing and all that. Yeah. And I think that's cutting those. That's the best thing TV's done in the last couple of years is go between that six and 12, six and 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's made all the difference in storytelling, I think. Oh, and it's totally. huge, and it's especially for word of mouth reasons. Like, I know if somebody tells me about a show, and I first thing I ask them how many episodes, and if they tell me about 10, mm-hmm. 12, good, I'm there. If they tell me like 22, I'm yeah. not doing it. So, I feel like it's really good for these kinds of shows, especially like um, Superman and Lois. Like, I've told a lot of people about that show, and they ask me, I'm like, yo, man, 10, 12 episodes are like awesome, and they've all come back with positive feedback just because it's just a little bit easier to digest in that time mm-hmm. frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. you don't have so much wasted time, right? Where yeah. I'd say like 10 of those episodes are filler episodes, yeah. right? That are getting you towards an eventual goal, but you're just stretching it out and you get bored, right? And that, where that's where the suffering through, I think, oh. comes into it. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, you watch a show like The Flash, and The Flash, it definitely, you can see where the padding is and just the nonsense that you don't care about. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like for me, with so much good tv out there i almost yeah. become resentful to those shows yeah and so it's like oh, i hate you grant gustin wasting <laughs> my time <laughs> but you, you think going back in the day when you're watching flash and arrow that's 40 plus episodes a season if not more closer to 50 yeah. you're watching like that's Four- a lot of tv time and yeah we are watching 45 minutes an hour of some shows and all that but I think in that single sitting, you can you're able to consume that. But if you're doing it week on week out, like that's half of a year worth of TV watching. <laughs> I know, man. Like 48 episodes, that's a lot of Stephen Amell wincing and Grant Gustin crying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on from that. Now that we've established where our uh, our mindset is on TV, I think that's an important piece <laughs> to lay the foundation here. But I'm going back to to Star Wars. Yes, we've got the Book of Boba Fett running right now. A little bit of a slow start. Looking forward to seeing what they do here. But we spent a lot of time in this Mandalorian era. I want to go back. I got to get this Andor is what I want to see what this is all about. I love Rogue One. I like the character. I'm interested to see where they take this piece of the storytelling in Star Wars. Going back in time to a familiar a New Hope-ish Rogue One era. Maybe a little bit before that. What are they going to do with the universe there? This has me quite intrigued. And I'm really excited to see Star Wars telling stories again on Disney+. And this is where their platform is for this year. And there's a few other on this on my list here. But Star Wars, given we haven't seen a whole bunch, I'm, I'm excited for them to explore different eras again. I think we've had a long enough break that it's it's time to revisit some of the stuff and see see how it lands. How is Star Wars going to tell stories in 2022 so andor sits at the uh the number five position on my list yeah man i, I can't wait to see rick start yeah. his own show no but you know what finally me, going finally i go back to because i don't think rogue one the movie covered it but rogue one the novelization talks a little bit more i think of um cassian's um separatist um yeah upbringings and i think yeah. that'll be really cool if we can kind of tie in some of those flashbacks of him and what he was like growing up on that side of um i guess the republic era and then obviously now working for the uh the rebels right so i really mm-hmm. want to see them kind of dive into that and i think what star wars has done such a great job of, of doing with these tv series is really diving into like the more of the lore of star wars because that's what we all like mm-hmm. whether it's the jedi lore the sith or the rebels 
or the Imperials, right? You get that stuff. So uh, I'm excited. And is Daniel? It's uh, it's uh, how do you pronounce his name again? Sorry, Rick, Deluga. Deluna. Deluna. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to see uh, him kind of carry that on. I, I think that's going to be something special. I haven't really been the biggest for this show, but I'm definitely going to watch mm. it. And I think I'm going to be in for a surprise. Yeah. I think it's the surprise aspect that has me excited is that I really don't know where they can take this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be cool how potentially they can twist the story around to make it compelling and interesting. Mm-hmm. So, man, Star Wars is back and I'm all I'm here for it. So, Troy, man, what's what's next for you? Uh, oh, what do I got here? I got the boys. I got the boys. Oh. Please tell me it's coming oh. this season. I hope it yes. is. Like, I really hope, I think it is. It has to, right? But it's the coming boys up in a year three. since we last saw it, right? Well, and they had yeah. that Disney Plus Day thing, didn't they? So yes, with well, it kind it of it must be coming of, uh, out in 2022. Plus, it has yeah. to. It yeah. Has to. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they had the rumors, and I think it's still going on, but there was meant to be a spin off series as well. And it's basically mm-hmm. more of like the school of the boys or, or the heroes, I guess. But uh, I'm all about the boys themselves. And I think it's such a cool cast. And I think this time around, we're getting somebody that kind of represents more of like a Captain America, I believe, this time around on the team. Yeah, you're getting uh, the, the soldier. The soldier. Soldier boy, yeah. I think he's called. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah soldier so... boy. Jensen Ack- Ackles is playing him. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be great. I mean, if anybody out there that hasn't seen that show, give it a try. It's a blast, especially if you might be someone that's kind of had it up to here with like the superhero fatigue i'm not quite there myself but i feel like if you want something different the boys is a great avenue to go down and once again the cast is spectacular homelander is such a cool take on what a superman could be and a government funding heroes in this kind of way is is something very intriguing in my opinion so you got to give it up for the boys season three i hope it's this year Oh, it has to. Well, I think it's over a year, right? Because I think yeah. The Boys yeah. Season 2 is actually like fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a while yeah. ago. Because I, I watched right. Season 1 in the early days 19. of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I haven't yet to watch Season 2, but that's giving me a bit of motivation now. You're talking about that and reminding me that it's there and I can go back and finish up Season 2 and get ready for, yeah. for Season 3. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like well, that. Well, yeah, their like Disney Plus day. Uh, promo is the best thing on yeah. Disney Plus. It sticks out in my head as like the most significant thing because you you kept saying on that day and I was like, that's it's all I remember from you could add. I don't know what else happened on Disney Plus day, but I know that the boys put out a sweet. <laughs> oh yeah, they took promo. the piss out of Disney that day. That was it was funny. It was funny that one. Yeah, so I just looked up no no announced date yet, but it's expected to be in 2022. Awesome. So all right, Carlos, what are you bringing to the table? Man. I got to go with the Witcher Blood Origin, the oh, prequel nice. series. And oh, it's a prequel. It's a prequel series to everything. So it's going to be touching on things that the books uh, kind of played with a little bit, but not really. Um, and it's going to be set thousands of years and before Geralt of Rivia and all the things that we know from the books and from the games. And basically be a, a telling of the origin of how Witchers came to be probably um, – a bit more in-depth look at the conjunction of the spheres and they've got a hell of a cast and even some of the castings that I've seen and some of the names of uh, some of the elder elves and things of that nature I think it'll be cool to see um, what the Netflix showrunners take on that stuff is and I'll also be interested to see what they can do with um, their hands unencumbered because they do take a lot of heat for Anytime they make changes to the way 
storylines go where the characters are portrayed from how people know them from the games and a little bit less so from their portrayal in the book. I think they've done a great job because I appreciate that when you're adapting something for a live action TV media, you can't do exactly what was going through when you're playing the video game or when Mm. you're reading a 700 page novel type of thing. But uh, I don't know. People aren't accepting of that uh, as much, but I think they got some cool things here and I think it'll make um, the actual Witcher series a little more digestible because I know cool. some of the changes that they've made there haven't sat well with a few of the hardcore fans. So I think now that they're like, yeah, there's the Witcher books, there's the Witcher games, and now there's the Witcher Netflix, and each of them is truly their own thing. Because I think people forget that the Witcher games aren't technically canon for the books, although they're the best things that they've ever done <laughs> with those characters. But <laughs> that's neither is, here nor there. <laughs> is this one the animated one? Because I, I remember they were doing an animated series, or is that did that already come out? Uh, that came out already. So that was okay. the, like you can watch that now. But that's man, you're like you're an anime guy. That mm-hmm. thing is awesome, and that's another mm-hmm. one that you you need no. It's a prequel to everything as well. Oh, okay. So you need no uh, pre-existing knowledge of the books, games, even the show. You. You can have never watched a, a minute of the TV shows, and basically, it's the guy who's Geralt's mentor eventually. Um, oh, Obi Wan. Yeah, his. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Nice. It, it's nice. his. It's his story kind of thing from nice. filling in on what the Witchers are all about and the kind of fall of um, the Witchers in the eyes of the the humans in in the continent. So awesome! Well, we all love a good prequel. We know that. Yeah, man. So, mm. and actually, you saying that and your, your perpetual excitement for the Witcher series has got me thinking that I think I'm going to try the first episode tonight when we're done recording. Wicked. Of the Netflix oh, show. yeah, man. Yeah. Live action. Get into Just, it. Just I'm looking for something a little different. I got, like, burned my way through Cobra Kai in, like, a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's my, my hungover, hungover cure or hangover cure. Yeah. Well, oh, and anybody coming into the Witcher show, like, I can't recommend it enough. And, and the only thing I'll say is just the timeline it's a it's a non-linear timeline so when you're watching it and if you're trying to piece it together it's like Yennefer's story happens first Geralt's happens in the middle and Ciri's story happens um kind of in real time as you're watching the show and uh you put your mind to that and the whole thing will be wonderful so awesome awesome can't wait and I'm of course, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal the the spotlight here for a second, and I'm gonna take us to Disney Plus. We all knew we we're gonna land here for a little bit of time, and uh, I'm gonna put out there Miss Marvel. Mm. It's actually a show I am quite excited about seeing Camilla Khan come to screen. This is gonna be I'm not sure what lands first, this or She Hulk or Moon Knight, and they're all kind of in the same arena for me, in the as as far as anticipation goes, because I have very little knowledge of each of the characters. And I'm excited that we're going to see something different and a character we don't really know. We're not having any existing Avengers or or people that we're familiar with, like a Loki or a Wanda or something. This is new storytelling, new characters, and new avenues they're going to pay for themselves here. And so I'm excited about all three of those shows, but more particularly Miss Marvel. And one of the reasons I'm excited about that is that I'm going to try to watch it with my oldest. Um, she has this real tendency as soon as she sees a female in a role, especially a superhero role or a leading role, she immediately gets attached to it and says, oh, I want to watch this. And even I was watching Cobra Kai the other day and the two girls were having their battle and she got really intrigued by it, wanted me to explain 
who is good, who is bad and why they're fighting and all this. And so that's one thing that's got me excited too, is that this could be a, a good avenue in for, for young girls to see superhero and, and explore that family dynamic that she has. It's ever so important to diversifying the slate of TV shows and films that we're, we're getting put to screen here um, in through 2022. So Miss Marvel, but kind of really those, those three shows are all kind of shoulder shoulder for me there. Yeah. This one's like high on, on my anticipation list, but not for myself, but my daughter is a mm-hmm. big Kamala Khan honk and she like to the point she dresses her for Halloween once or twice. And um, the character is great. And I'm, I'm almost not interested in all at the superhero portions of the character. It's more so her personal life. Mm-hmm. That's always been the interesting part for me and the more compelling story bits through from the, and I actually read Miss Marvel quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, my daughter's like super excited for this one and just going through Hawkeye with her. Um, it was a bit of a chore for me, but like, she was like crazy excited and it was like always looking for that first, uh, like first window where we had like, maybe we can squeeze an hour here to sit down and watch it together. And just how excited she always was about that one. And so, yeah, uh, Miss Marvel coming pretty close to, uh, that to Hawkeye finishing off is going to be pretty cool to see her kind of get two of her big, pillar characters back to back that's wicked that's wicked i wish we get a release date for these i don't know why they hold on to for all of these streaming server shows they hold on to the release date for so long mm. um i'm not sure the real point of that it's not like there's any anything like it's with the boys too right like why why don't we have a release date for any of this stuff i think just because they can right yeah <laughs> I, I guess right I, is it they don't have the same sort of hype machine for films and all that so all right, Troy, man. I, I have a feeling you and I have the same one at number one, but what do you got <laughs> kind of sat in this middle middle spot here? Hands down, CW slash HBO Superman and Lois. Yes, mm-hmm. my man. This show is all kinds of fire to me. This this one hit hard. You know, Carlos got me on there, and um, I, I think I was, like, buying the episodes on my Google Play, like, as soon as they came out immediately, and I was just watching this on my phone, and i do another rewatch on my TV, and I'm messaging Carlos, being like, oh my god, this happened, oh my god, this happened, and um, the character development is so much fun, it, it, it gives me that feel of, like, a true Superman, but it also hits me with, like, that classic Smallville vibes a little bit, too, through Clark and his kids, which is really, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I really enjoy that, um, the character that they also introduced in the show, how they had him become one way and then gave us a twist and he turned out to be somebody else and uh and their bond and their connection as the show developed and how it grew was very something oh it was it was magical and then seeing that other timeline of an alternate superman like this show hit you in so many different ways and it was it was fantastic the villain worked for me uh the whole small town feel like everybody was just firing on all cylinders i had so much fun the budget was there too and uh, like I'm a, I'm a big time uh, Henry Cavill Superman guy, but I feel like this here also really makes room for like you can love both Supermans. Like it's yeah. not one or the other. Like we're we're, we're spoiled to have both of these guys um, playing Superman live action. So I had a blast with the show, and I really feel like I think Carlos mentioned it. I can't remember where it was, but not too long ago we mentioned that list Lois Lane has become your favorite, and oh, yeah. I'm I think I'm right there now too. Like my Lois has always been the Smallville Lois. But this Lois here is like grown woman Lois who has the kids, who can also put Clark in his place and check him. And and she's very believable of like handling stories on her own that she doesn't need Superman to bail her out. Like I completely believe it with her. And um, 
it's great, man. Especially knowing nothing about the prior like CW versions of these two characters. I haven't really watched like the um the Infinite Crisis episodes, and I haven't really watched too much of Supergirl. So just coming into the show knowing nothing about that, I feel like they did a great job of just giving you like a fresh start and be like, "This mm-hmm. is their Superman, this is their kids, and this is Lois. Run with it." And I was I was there for it. Like every episode, I was right there. First day watch, man, it's great. Yeah, man. And you know what? I'll tag that as my number three um, because I'm sure my number three is uh, the consensus number one anyway. So we'll gush about it all together then. But uh, yeah, like Superman and Lois, it does something special. And it's one of those where they just they nail that magic of Superman where he's that guy who you want to be your big brother or your, your dad or whatever, your best friend. And then uh bitsy tullock's lois lane is so perfect like yeah i was ride or die with erica durance for a long time but yeah i think bitsy just has this agency to her and her lois and she's a bit more real and a bit like she's stronger and more vulnerable at the same time if that makes Mm. any sense but there's just something about her that is just so perfect as lois like she's that lois ripped right out of the comic book page without purple eyes like (laughs) it's a cool show and yeah i'm really excited to see where season two goes because it looks like the focus will be on uh who was one of the co-co leads i guess and troy talked about that transition and i don't want to spoil it for anybody who's still waiting but they certainly set it up for big things to happen there and that teaser showed some damage to that guy's costume, mm. which would lead to the, like, honestly, the only thing I didn't see in the show was just this one little costume piece, and the, the teaser suggests that it's coming sooner than later. So, yes, I, I, I <laughs> yes. am there. I am there, and kudos to them for having the restraint. <laughs> Sometimes with these universes, it's all about restraint. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, you, you want to do two, three seasons? Just got to wait it out. You got to earn that a little bit, I think. I love that. And I just to comment too on the low barrier for entry for it. I'm about halfway through season one and I jumped in feet first and so did yep. my wife. And it was, you, you don't need any prior knowledge to, to get this. It is part of a universe, but you just need to know that Superman, Superman, and this is what he does. And he's married. Now he has kids. That's, yeah. that's the gist of the show. And then mm-hmm. it goes from there and it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It is good. All right. So I'm going to go with a show that may or may not, land in 2022 i'm certain it will kick off but very similar to the book of boba fett we may see most of it in 2023 but that is mandalorian season three Hmm. the reason i'm excited for this not only did we get sort of an epic crescendo end to the mando grogu or the din grogu arc we got a at least directionally where we think the next season is going to go. And that's going to be a little different from what we've seen over the past two seasons of Mando and maybe more of the Mandalore and more with the, the dark saber and Din now being the ruler and just kind of embracing more of that aspect of it and stepping away from maybe the Jedi Grogu type thing for a season. That's what's got me excited for Mando is that I love the era. I love what they've established, but let's put him somewhere different. And I think season three is going to do that, which I think is going to be really cool. So that's what's got me excited about that piece of Star Wars in that era. Not only do we get the book of Boba Fett, you know, the most of it outside of the prologue that we got last week, 
we get most of it here in 2022 but we're also going to get at least a start of what potentially could be a brand new arc for for our mandalorian the guy that uh held up disney plus for two years and and <laughs> breathed new life into star wars <laughs> yeah truly that guy is like saved that whole ship yeah <laughs> so do we get luke skywalker and grogu episodes within mandalorian season three or is that going to be its own separate sister show i feel like ahsoka, ahsoka. Might... yeah 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 that feels yeah. like where it's best suited because i think if you kind of rehash like they've to me they burnt through what you can do with grogu and mando at this point mm-hmm. and that trends i don't know what they're going to do with that character because he is like we see everywhere on the shelves he is a merchandising machine I, I know my kid is even yeah. sick of like his merch, and that says something. Trust yeah. me. Believe me and my MasterCard when I say that. Man, yeah. my two kids are currently sleeping upstairs with these like Grogu blanket helmet things. Yeah. You know, I've, we've got so much of it in our house, and I'm okay with it. But yeah, I don't know. They're not going to leave that character off screen for for the better part of two plus years. I don't think. But yeah, I agree with you, Troy. I think Ahsoka is, is the place for it because I, I want Mando to breathe a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think with Mando too. I mean, yeah, we got the book of Boba Fett, but I think Mando now really needs to just shed more on like the Mandalore. Yes, right? I think it, it really needs to go there, and 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 I'm with you. Like that show is super high on my list. It um that ending was fire, and I feel like Mandalorian each season's gotten better and better. Mm-hmm. I just I can't wait for this. I I don't. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. We kind of got like that Jon Snow kind of ending where it's like. The guy doesn't want the power, but he's mm-hmm. like worthy of it. Like it's it it's rightfully his at this rate, mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna cause some really interesting dynamics between him and obviously Bo Katan. Mm-hmm. I think Katie Sackhoff was fantastic in the role. She's been doing the role ever since Clone Wars, obviously, and it's great to see her return. But I can't wait to see like the rise of like Mandalore and maybe Sabine yes. eventually pop up and really get like this epic Knights of the Re- Knights of the Round mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic like yes. true Mandalore. I would love to see that. I would absolutely love to see that, especially where it's kind of cool right how we have like um boba fett who's now like the rise of not going into spoilers but really he's trying to like rise to the power in like the criminal underworlds and then here you have on the other side like uh Jin actually rising up to be like you know the like the ruler of, uh, of mandalore so you kind of got like both like carlito's ways rise to power going on in two <laughs> sides of star wars it's kind of kind of cool when cool. the cool yeah. dynamic with with Jin and Bo-Katan is that they have two fundamentally different sets of beliefs and yeah. how Mandalorian culture should work, right? And yes. they they had their little back and forth during the first couple episodes that they crossed over with each other. So that's something else that they could play with. And then mm-hmm. Sabine's been cast for Ahsoka, correct? So that's a potentially I think it's a been bit rumored, of... but okay. I'm not sure if it's confirmed. But yeah, it's all but I think. Yeah, so there's another little bit of crossover mm-hmm. that you could maybe get, and maybe we get to see Rosario's Ahsoka in there again. They made two freaking hot toys of her, so we need to see <laughs> her for more than just one episode. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, and I wonder, too, like, with all these episodes or all these shows, like, with Ahsoka and with Book of Boba, and then obviously we have the Mando, like, is it all going to lead to, like, is Thrawn going to be the big bad? Like, is he going to be your Thanos of this universe? Because we I don't really so. know the enemy going into Mando Season 3. No, right, so these all, yeah, I th- I think it will end up, because they tease that crossover, right? And Rangers of the Republic was supposed to be something, but Thrawn was the big name drop in season two that was kind of mm-hmm. stuck out there. And they've got, of course, this Ezra Sabine story to, to backfill as well, which Ahsoka might do most of that work. But Thrawn live action, 
seems to be where they're building. And, yeah. you know, Favreau was part of those early stages of construction of the MCU. And so he's familiar with the concept. And I wouldn't be surprised if they want to do something like that in the Star Wars universe. And this is really the only place you can do it. Yeah. All the other stories being told are kind of smattered throughout the timeline. And short of them kicking off a movie series, it would take a decade to actually get to that. Um, this is the place, if they want to do that style of storytelling, this is the place and the era to do it. Yeah. So, all right. I think uh, I think we know where one is, Troy, but I'm curious as to hear what uh, <laughs> your, your second to last year is. And maybe it will be a surprise. My second last was was the Mando. It was, it was oh, was Mando it? Okay. Season, season three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So, I guess we're getting into it. We're getting into it. Obi-Wan Kenobi, season one, dropping this year. It has to, well, it is dropping this year. Come on. This is, this is the biggest mic drop Disney Plus has ever put out there. We've been wanting to see this movie since, since, since the rumored Boba Fett movie that is meant to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, this is, this is so huge. And Ewan McGregor has been obviously wanting to, you know, admit that he is going to be cast as Obi-Wan. And we finally got that amazing moment. Uh, I think it was D23, maybe two years ago, a year ago. Um, but then we also announced that we're getting Hayden Christensen back yeah. <laughs> as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and their blades will most likely cross again. This is going to be epic on all sorts of levels. Cause in my opinion, still the best action scene of all time, when it comes to any battle, it's Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Revenge of the Sith, just the passion, the build up, the history forward, the history back. It's, it's all right there. We're going to revisit that again, but Vader this time. Oh, like it doesn't it doesn't get any better. Like season two finale of Mando, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. But this show here is God tier. I'm telling you, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> amazing. I can't wait. Oh, I love the passion behind it, man. And I couldn't agree. This is my number one. I still have one other one to throw out there, but of course this is my number one too with you. Is we've been waiting for this. And the thing that has me excited about Star Wars and this show in particular is that I've been calling the MCU shows comic tie-ins, right? Star Wars seems to be planting its storytelling on Disney+. And given what we saw in The Mandalorian with Luke and everything that they were able to do there, Ahsoka, I think this is going to be an unchained Star Wars storytelling platform where they're going to let loose. And with Hayden, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan, room to move and how they're going to tell the story... I don't think they're super worried about comic or novel canon and maybe walking over that a little bit, which I think is perfectly okay to tell a proper Obi-Wan story. You don't want him like weaving in and out of comic books being like, oh, can't go over here because I was here during, you know, issue 30 of whatever. So yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time and I cannot wait to experience it. Carlos, I know this is, this is on your list too, eh? Yeah, no, this one... Yeah, my list is like out the window now because everything's like I've just been piggybacking on on <laughs> like that's the problem with Troy and I being the same person. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super excited for this. Like, I what what can you say, right? And I've always been the guy beating the drum, saying that you need to take the chains off with like the mm -hmm. books and the comics with Darth Vader because he's too restrained, and you can't have the greatest villain of all time existing in stories that 98% of the audience has no idea about. Mm. So I am so happy that they brought Hayden back and just let the blinders off. Right. And he's firmly Obi-Wan Kenobi, or sorry, he's firmly Darth Vader based on where we left him at the end of revenge of the Sith. So let's just go, let's just go. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 
you know, lines of dialogue from A New Hope fitting. Like, Luke kissed his sister in The Empire Strikes Back. Like, there's room to, you know, just blind eye retcon things and do what you need to do to tell the coolest, most badass story possible and mm. just let her go, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I fully expect like 50% of this show to be that Luke Skywalker moment. Like the things that you maybe yes. thought could happen, but you, yeah. you didn't think it was realistic that you'd be sitting on your couch experiencing yeah. these images or these things playing out for the first time. Right. So one of them will be the clash of the two of them again. And, and who knows what else we'll get? Like maybe you get a de-aged Rosario Dawson having a, a few oh. seeds planted for, yeah the Ahsoka show, right? And doing a bit of tie-in stuff there. Maybe you do some of the bits with the Rebels, right? And you have those characters and have Mina Masood running away from Hayden's Darth Vader. Who knows? Man, Who knows? If we can, but... if we can, if we, all I ask is I need one moment, one moment where Obi-Wan Kenobi is, I don't know where, he's seen at the bar, it's, it's Empire Day, I don't know, but they announce Darth Sidious, well, I guess it would be just Palpatine's like right hand man and and vader's gonna appear and obi-wan's gonna be in utter shock like yeah vader lives i gotta see his face when he realizes that his former best friend brother apprentice is alive and he's now mm. more machine than man i gotta see that i gotta <laughs> see that it's just, just gonna it's gonna be something magical live action oh yeah bring it on because yeah. i love that the, they can play with there he can't sense anakin anymore doesn't mm. know who Vader is, right? Doesn't have mm. that that same sort of tether connection in the Force to him anymore. And yeah, you're right. That moment is gonna be wild. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't wait for this show. Can't wait for this show. And I I just got one more to throw on the table here, which I'm super amped about. And it's freaking Peacemaker. Yes. Mm. Come on, we've got like a week, two weeks until the show debuts. James Gunn was all over Instagram today, posting all of the early reviews for the show. And there are people raving about it. It's exactly, I think, what we need. Not only as a nerd community, but as a freaking population. <laughs> we need something like this to take a little bit of the edge off the last couple of months, the holidays, whatever. And apparently John Cena and company bring it. I can't, I am so excited for this divergent, crazy HBO Max. Give me some F-bombs. Give me some wildness. Give me some crazy killing. I don't care. I want all of it right now. I'm so it was number two on my list for this. Well, yeah, that's you awesome. just look at that gif that's been going around of Cena doing that dance in his tidy whiteies, yeah. and it's like you just you just know that this is unbridled James Gunn. Yes, and like you said, it's kind of what you need right now. It's just this tonic, and by all accounts, if you like the Suicide Squad even remotely, you will adore this show. And I adored the Suicide Squad. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't wait for Peacemaker. It it looks hilarious. And it looks like it actually has something to say, too, which is yep. cool. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, you look at James Gunn's approach to things. And this seems like a passion project of the highest degree for that mm-hmm. guy. So, it'll be cool. Yeah. Cannot wait. It's going to be exciting. I'm so happy we get it so early in this year, too. And I think we had mentioned a few episodes back, the fact that it's less than six months or just around six months from when the Suicide Squad came out. We're getting a first six to eight episodes of the show that's tied into that universe. That's, that's James Gunn for you. That's James Gunn for you. He's got like yeah. three Guardians properties coming out next this year, next year, <laughs> 2023. So that's just what he does. So speaking of which, let's let's shift gears to the, the big screen, the cinematic experience that... We got to enjoy 
for the most part in the second half of 2021, particularly with No Way Home coming out, giving us a, a nice big lead into 2022 with one of the biggest movies of all time, which is crazy to say that in this, even in this pandemic era, this thing has surpassed every expectation, even in real world. And Spider-Man No Helm continues to plow through the box office here. But we've got some big properties, guys. I listed a lot of them at the top of the episode. Let's burn through our top five films of 2022. And I'm going to mix this one up a little bit. So, Carlos, why don't you, uh, why don't you take a stab here at number five? That's right. I am going to go first. And I'm going to give my number one show, which is The Sandman on Netflix. Oh, shoot. But I thought we were, said. you said your list no. was messed up. My bad. <laughs> it was all messed up. But then, yeah, you went and then, uh, yeah. But uh, I had to I had to throw some love towards Sandman. I won't get into it too much, but uh, honestly, just uh, Google it and look at that cast. Look at that cast; it's amazing. And if you've read the books at all, and just look at the images of those actors, there's just some perfection in what they've got there. And Neil Gaiman being as excited as he is about what he's seeing Netflix put together Wicked. has me all kinds of stoked. So that is that. But my apologies, sir. My apologies. Oh, no problem. And I'm sure we're all going to walk on each other with this list anyways oh, yeah. again. So, But uh, I, I had to throw uh, the Sandman some love there because uh, he's been kind of left behind with all the big flashy things that's happening this year. But uh, you know what? Number five, I'm going to throw out our man, Dwayne Johnson, as the man in black. And I can't wait to see the hierarchy of power in the DC universe change yep. when he brings Black Adam. <laughs> Like, number one, like, I loved what I saw from that little teaser. I love just the focus and care and attention that he's put towards this project. And you kind of see his process for everything. But this movie has felt different for a couple of years. And the approach and just the focus that his production company has had with it. And the rumors of it being one of the big cogs for massive expansion within DC. Uh, has me all kinds of excited. And we've got a hell of a supporting cast with Aldous Hodge's Hawkman mm-hmm. and Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be like it, people are sleeping on Black Adam, but by all accounts, it's got he's he's basically put himself in a position where he knows he got to come correct. Like, yeah, you, you can't come out with Tech Nine and do your rap song and then <laughs> face plant when you're your comic book movie is going to be compared to <laughs> the stuff that Marvel's doing. He knows he's got to bring it. You can't sing that song. <laughs> you can't sing that song and then <laughs> throw up an L on the big screen. Nope. I have the utmost confidence this thing's going to be a hit. This is actually on my number four on my list. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a DJ supporter through and through, but I think this one's going to be different. It's, yeah. you know, his, his movies arguably all have a, a similar ish flavor. And this one given like you said carlos the words that he's used and he's very particular about his words and what he says when he puts in social media and that's got me real excited the stuff we've seen in the two the last two dc fandoms mm. it's here man this is mm. going to be the year black adam becomes a household name alongside captain america iron man the batman you know what i mean it's going to be that's going to be a wild thing when oh, the totally. black adam is is sitting up there with uh, shoulder to shoulder with, with some of the big names well, and like Troy used his name before, if you love Henry Cavill's Superman, you just mm-hmm. watch this Black Adam franchise because that's yeah. where that yeah. guy is popping up. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, oh, I can't wait for that meetup. 
<laughs> it's gonna be good it's gonna be good <laughs> all right troy uh, is black yeah. adam on your list or what are you what are you hitting us with first year uh i'm hitting you with uh with uh black panther man black panther mm. that's what i'm going with part two um it would be higher if i had more idea what is going on uh production yes. seems like it's been a little kind of crazy and um honestly i was taken back right off the bat when the uh they made the pretty bold decision to not recast uh t'challa so I don't really know what's going on in that space, but I obviously love the world of Wakanda. Like, I really love that. Um, there's so much potential there with what they can do, and I'm just curious to know where they're going. I'm excited to see, like, the marketing train kind of start flowing for that film and just see what's happening then. Like, who are we going to get back? Like, who's coming? Who's going? I don't know. But um, Black Panther 2 is a strong contender on my most anticipated, for sure, for 2022. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of it's an honorable mention for me on this one mm-hmm. and the reason it's it's there is for the exact reason that you pointed out that I have no idea what's going on yeah and yeah. it's just so up in the air and nebulous as to how they're going to do this and I have the utmost confidence in Ryan Coogler but like we've discussed in previous episodes maybe saying they're not going to do anything with T'Challa is, is going to be their undoing a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah let's see to be honest, like, and everybody knows who's listened to five minutes of this, like this Black Panther is tops for me in the MCU, but I, I don't know, like the reason it didn't make my list is because I'm not confident it actually comes out this year. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you yeah. too, man. It's a late, yeah. late in the yeah. year, right? It's a November yeah. film. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they so, haven't yeah. finished filming and, you know, like if they take their time with it, I think that's in everybody's best interest. And mm-hmm. even yeah. to just get a bit of distance from the passing of Chadwick Boseman too, yeah. right? Like you're almost at that point where it's so close that there's a like a tackiness to it. You know what I mean? Like he's so indelibly linked to mm-hmm. that character and that title of the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't spent enough time with Wakanda to really embrace the fact that there's, it's a, it's a lineage. Like it, that was a big part of the movie, but at the same time, like you say the Black Panther and it's that guy's face mm-hmm. is the first thing you yeah. think of. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 Personally, my vote would be to push it as your big 2023 movie, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a, it's a, such a tough one when that at that arena, right? It's got to come with a good, good story given the commitments they've made, like a really good story. Yeah, and Coogler's the one to do it. You know, he he had his ties. He's three to, for three, right? I mean, all his films yeah. have hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's wait and see. Exciting, yeah. exciting times though for for that. Another uh, revisiting Wakanda. Yeah, can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good there. My number five on my list is definitely falling on both your lists. I think would be this is this is coming in just behind uh, Black Adam is the Flash. Yeah, it's cool. it's there, man. It Michael Keaton, whatever's going on in the universe, I don't care because I think they're going to come with their own version of what all this multiverse stuff is, which which mm-hmm. has me excited with Ezra Miller taking a bit more of a pivotal role, Sasha Kelly's uh, Supergirl, and like I said, Keaton, and what they can do here, maybe this being the swan song for Affleck and potentially bringing in other elements of it. I- I'm really excited for what this film and the groundwork it's going to do. I think Black Adam's going to firmly sit on its own for the time being, at least mm-hmm. in its, this initial sort of introduction of the character where the flash is going to be heavily having its hands across all of the multiverses, which, 
you know, I, I don't want to compare it to No Way Home because I think it's going to be completely different, but like the general concepts of them reaching into the past and pulling through characters, I think is going to be very beneficial for DC going forward. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like the Flash is obviously way higher on my list, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's going to be something special. And I think you, the biggest point I wanted to make when we talked about this one is that it is going to be vastly different than what they did with No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from even just the setup from what we saw in that small teaser trailer it's just it's Mm. a completely different approach and a bit of a different mindset and a different story that they're going to be telling but i'm just so excited like michael keaton on the big screen again is just it's getting more and more unreal for me yeah like like just having seen dope sick and falling in love with that guy all over again through that and the interviews that he's doing and it's like people are sleeping on his appeal but it's like you have a generation of dudes that like grew up and he was not only like their Batman, but he was like their only superhero because mm-hmm. Michael Keaton, Batman was the only legit guy in that superhero space for like freaking 15 years. <laughs> and you have like, not only like my generation of dudes that watched him in elementary school, but then for the next 10 years, it's you guys mm-hmm. watching Batman and Batman Returns and playing with those toys and those toys tied into the animated series, growing up loving Batman. And then we all have kids and my kids being early teens and your kids being younger than that. But all these families now getting dragged to the theaters because the dads and the moms <laughs> are hyped on Michael <laughs> Keaton, Batman. Like, I think this movie is going to be huge. And like, yeah, Ezra, I love you, but like, who cares, man? Like, it's the it, it's it's the Batman show, and yeah. we got that. And if you're not into that Batmania, then we got the Batfleck Batmania. And I know people get out of joint about uh, set leak pictures, but that Batfleck in that tactical suit on that money Batman White Knight bike, oh. come on, you, you oh. just you know what? For the movie poster, just put the set leak picture of that guy. <laughs> on there and people will be buying tickets people will be yes. buying tickets it's gonna yeah. look great yeah. as a mcfarland sitting behind you there carlos <laughs> you know it man you know it. As, as you guys look at the rapidly expanding pile of figures that need to be opened in a home found for but yes oh, yeah. it's wicked. Where, where does it actually sit on your list the flash just out of curiosity uh to be honest it's like top two Top, top two. two, and I just like I I literally have a dash in there because yeah. <laughs> because not only does it bring all the Batman heat, but it also it's gonna set the paradigm for what the DC mm-hmm. extended like the connected part of their universe looks like. So um, it, it obviously factors in big in that regard for me as well. Is just and that's like the same thing with like Morbius. I was excited about that movie more so to see where that Spider Man side of the yeah. MCU yeah. is gonna be sitting than I am. Like, yeah, it's Michael Morbius. Like, <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> with him. But I was more curious about the the, the grander connectivity, mm-hmm. which says something, being the guy that's usually not as invested in that side of yeah, things. It sounds but... like me talking here. Carlos, why don't you bring us your, your next one here? What do I have? Oh, I got, uh, I got uh, Thor. Thor Love and Thunder, man. Yes. That's the one. That's the one for me. Um, I I really, really enjoy Jane Foster Thor in the comics. I haven't enjoyed Jane Foster in the MCU, but I feel like someone like Natalie Portman is one that can really, really Mm. take it up. 
take it up a notch, right? And yeah. going into this universe. So, um, yeah, I, I and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like Taika Waititi found his footing. Actually, both him and Chris Hemsworth found their footing in these Thor films after Ragnarok. So, I'm all there for it, man. I can't wait to see the costume designs too. I think that's have you seen that poster funny. that they've they've dumped it or that was like was that found... official? I I, th- I don't know what it was, was. I feel like it was like in a Disney store or something. The or like one of those like poster, like the little poster things at Walmart, right? With yeah, the something like Minecraft that. poster, the yeah. Lamborghini oh, poster, okay. the cat poster, and then yeah, you get a few Marvel ones in there all the time. And mm-hmm. right, I, yeah, I, that I makes think, sense. I think it was real. Like it looked pretty official-ish to mm-hmm. me, given and the colors look bananas. And keeping that Ragnarok kind of style, that eighties yeah. kind of craziness, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, amped up a little bit. Yeah, Taika Waititi returning, of course. This one's yeah number three on my list. Um, yeah. Like you said, Carlos, we are walking all over each other here, but yeah. of course, Love and Thunder. It's actually my only MCU film uh, on my top five list. Nice, nice. Because, because I think there's so much potential here, and and much to your point about uh, Natalie Portman and Jane Foster, I, all that Jane Foster evolution stuff happened after Dark World, right? Like in the comic books, I believe. Like with all new, all different. Oh, like the actual, yeah, her becoming worthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And so Dark World was what 2014? 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So I think all new different Jane was like 2015. I think mm-hmm. that was her run. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, yeah. I think they had that redemption that we're going to have with Natalie Portman and this character and her giving her something a bit more to chew on as well. And not just yeah. being kind of like the big doe eyed scientist that's chasing around Chris Hemsworth, who's speaking all like Arthurian to her. <laughs> and all yeah. that. Not the what if version. Yeah. 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 Well, and like for me, it's just like I loved Ragnarok so much. So to just get Taika playing in that world a bit more. And um, yeah, I I love the aloof version of the characters that he kind of goes for. So I'm there for it. And you'll have Jane, I I assume, playing kind of that straight role through everything. Mm -hmm. So that'll be that'll be perfect. Yeah. And the God Butcher, man. I was just going to say Christian Bale. Yeah, come on. Come on. Oh, that's right. Christian Bale. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm stoked for that because it's going to be a nice balance to that that Taiko T's got to strike because God Butcher's not a light story, no, right? No. And and Jane Foster, like you said, she might be a bit more straight. So balancing out that is also quite exciting to see how they approach that story, but also keep the same sort of you know tone that they set in Ragnarok that they really carried through the back end of the Avengers films too. You know, mm-hmm. Thor never deviated far away from from what. Taika Waititi and Hemsworth really reestablished in Ragnarok. So let's let's go, man. Let's let's see. Oh, Thor, Love and Thunder. No, that's a that's yeah, a man. July release. I in my head, nice. I'm always kind of stuck that it's the November slot, but that's only uh, six months away, guys. Until we get to see Thor, Love and Thunder. So we got a, we got a trailer coming here within the next two to three months, I would mm. say, before we see our first footage on that one. So so very exciting. Now now back to you, Carlos. What else What else do you got for us here? Did the Thor land on your list at all? No, but just short, um, yeah. just because I had a couple other ones. And for the record, my list was not all DC movies, actually, by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I'm going to take us across the Spider-Verse for my Ooh, number, yeah, whatever my number is right now. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> the, the Spider-Verse fair is real special in our house. And especially with me and my youngest daughter again, like uh, I remember us seeing the preview for into the Spider-Verse at the end of Homecoming and my wife kind of saying, like, I don't know if this is for me. And the two of us went and, like, you could actively see her just fall in love with this movie. And I think we went to that movie, like, 
two or three times in the wow. theater and it like was constantly on in my house and uh yeah like Miles Morales and the Spider-Verse in particular the Spider-Verse fair is is pretty special for her so I just can't wait to dive into that again and then uh to see Miguel O'Hara's Spider-Man 2099 like he's just got such a cool look and Oscar Isaac yeah. playing that uh, that role and just bringing in like some of the funkier Spider-Man, like Spider-Man India is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. Like we, we definitely land in that world and yep. just to see where they take this thing. And uh, I think you get a lot more latitude in that animated space and the audience is a bit more forgiving so they can get crazy with it. Right. And uh, yeah, once again, you know, that the, the success and the impact that Spider-Verse had is, no uh no secrets so you know that these guys have their work cut out for them and that they didn't rush it they took their time and it's probably coming out like a year later than what mm -hmm. would normally happen yep. pandemic aside right and i'm pretty excited to see uh what they're bringing with across the spider-verse so yeah i cannot wait cannot wait yeah 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 i'm, I'm there with you i had it at my number two Absolutely love this film. The minute I saw the um, like the shell shaded, the cell shaded kind of look going on, like the animation, mm -hmm. I was sold. The music, it's Miles Morales. Um, took my daughter to see that one. That's the first Spider-Man movie she's seen uh, ever, next next to No Way Home. And uh, this one was a blast. I think I saw it twice in theaters, and I absolutely love that film. And to see where we're going now is actually really cool because at least going off the trailer, we haven't seen any. Peter Parker Spider-Man and I mean mm -hmm. Peter Parker is my guy that's that's Spider-Man to me 100% that's the dude um but to see like this universe is like no this is Miles and this is Miles and now he has other Spider-Man around him like I feel like he's the main Spider-Man in this world whereas when we saw him in the first movie we were introduced to first um like the blonde-haired like Chris Chris Pine Spider-Man mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. we got the Miles and then we got the you know the Peter B but I feel like now it's like Miles is in a place where it's like he's become his own completely. And we happen to have Gwen there. We happen to have Miguel O'Hara. And we're going to get a couple other Spider-Men as well. So I'm, uh, I'm completely there for it, man. I applaud them. And if they can hold out with like no Peter Parker, I think that's, that's pretty bold. We'll see how far they go with that. But either way, like the animation looks fresh. I'm sure the music is going to be just as good. And again, I just got to applaud um, like, well, Sony really for Miles came out 2012, man. Like, Miles isn't that old. Neither mm -hmm. is Kamala Khan. And just for the fact that we're getting, like, properties and films, live action and movies and video games on these two characters so soon is, like, mind-blowing. Like, we don't have, like, a Terry McGinnis. We had that old 64 game. It's not very good. But we haven't <laughs> had, like, a movie or anything about that character. And yeah. he's been around for a while. But here we are already from 2012. And I think 2015 was, uh, was Kamala. And boom, they're already here hitting us hard. Like... This is amazing. And, and and I think it's the same talent. I think it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, right? Yeah. Who, and the uh, same director doing it too. So. The same director and the same director, right? So I, I love their take. And, and Miles is so great in this movie, uh, at least in the original one. Like, I love that he's in and out speaking Spanish, mm -hmm. Afro-Latino, like he's represented. And I love it because like in the video games, he's doing it. In the comics, he's in and out of it. And I just love that they captured that and the music in the background. Like, it's all authentic to the character that I've been introduced to since Brian Michael Bendis, man. It's like, since he's yeah. been doing that character. So I can't wait for this film. It's going to be it's gonna be a huge hit, man. It's going to be huge. Yeah, people can't wait to adopt the Bendis characters. Because even like Naomi, yeah. she only came out like last year, two years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She's already got a TV show. Yeah, man. And then Jessica yeah. Jones not too long ago, right? Like it's based, <laughs> based off of his run. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bendis vibes, man. 
Yeah, Matt, and he's got Secret Invasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's like his era. I don't think he directly did that, but that's like he built into all of that stuff, right? That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's wild. That whole Avengers era that he's they're adapting everything in that space. So um, pretty well. This is one that's kind of snuck under the radar for me, to be honest with you. It kind of popped up there with that trailer a few weeks ago, and I'm just looking at the release date and the schedule, and it sat on its own in October. Like this, this thing's gonna do, I think, quite well in nice. that and it's the fact it's a part one too <clears throat> that's another thing that's got me excited for it is that this is a, a continuing story and they're they're acknowledging that it's going to have a cliffhanger ending and boom part two i would guess was going to come out in 23 um, yeah assuming they've yeah. done it all at once and they've just cut the movie where where it makes the most sense to to lead into the next part so that's they're going to get back to back you might even get early 23 where these aren't too too far apart that'd be cool well, and it'll be cool. Like, I'll give them huge props if they cap it at three movies. Like, if mm-hmm. that's – like, I don't know how much you can spread that Spider-Verse concept. Like, I think there's lots of things that you can do, but to make it as special as what you had mm-hmm. with Into the Spider-Verse, I, I think it's a pretty finite thing, right? And Yeah. You know, well, you'll likely can... spin out and do like, your Spider-Gwen maybe. I have, like, a yeah. solo film and yeah. explore some of the other, other Spider-Man – or maybe have a Miles solo outing, right? Where it's yeah. less Spider Verse focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So plus, you got to lose the room for the live action. Yeah, you do. Can't yes, you do, to. man. It's got coming to. at some point. God, why isn't it here yet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, they, maybe they do have a little restraint. It's like let's play the Spider Verse stuff, and then we'll get Miles on screen after that. Yep. Man, Avi's yep. got plans. Avi's got plans. Big Avi, we'll, man. He's yeah, got, we'll, got a 10-year yeah. vision for the Sony-verse. We'll, we'll got him. He, he can only wear one toque at a time. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to throw another one out here. And this, of course, for me, is, is going to be a special year. It's it's the return to the, the world, to the park. It's Jurassic World Dominion. And that's that's sat very high on my list. Number two, actually. We've got the return of the big three. We got Ellie Sattler, Alan Grant, and Jeff Goldblum's Ian Malcolm coming back to the franchise. I think we're we're for the first time in all six films, we're gonna be paving new way, forging new ground for this franchise. It's got the dinosaurs out. We got that prologue released. There's rumors of a time jump. I'm stoked for what they can do here, combining these franchises and having this six outing being the true big end potentially to this long running story that's been going on since 1993 and has captured my imagination ever since uh, Jurassic world dominion. What more can I say? I can't wait. June cannot come soon enough. Yeah, man, this one was my number three with the, with the flash and another movie sitting at the top two, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Jurassic world. Like I am so hyped. I, I have put more hours into Jurassic world evolution <laughs> two than a lot of you listeners out there who claim to be working from home have put into your real jobs. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna float that out there. Oh yeah, man. I am so stoked. And then we're starting to see those entertainment weekly stills. Yes. Just the one with like Chris Pratt and the Parasaurolophus and then in the snow. Like I, that's that's the thing that's getting me is like not even like and I love this prologue with um the Cretaceous period flashback mm-hmm. and stuff. But the first prologue, the the Battle of Big Rock, yes. or that one, and just like the camping setting and just the little nuances, like the news reports talking about like 
being mindful and them talking about the same way they do about bears in Kananaskis country here <laughs> and what to do to best protect your campsite and enjoy your trip, like having the, the dinosaur precautions in place and then things go south there and you see the threat that the animals cause. But then they show those little flashes to just different parts of the world and like the stegosaurus is crossing the highways in the mountains mm-hmm. and causing havoc and the pteranodons interrupting people's weddings and it's just it's so freaking cool and yeah i i don't care that we sacrificed fallen kingdom yep. like we fallen did. kingdom died so that jurassic world domination could live and dominion dominion so this thing is gonna be amazing it's gonna dominate um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> man it, it's it's that i think finally embracing the title of jurassic world if you know mm-hmm. what i mean i think there's something a bit more meta there about this whole thing and the fact that uh i've got i've got a man that's ran a, a real jurassic world and a jurassic park for for many months now that uh <laughs> that we're gonna get to enjoy this with i'm i'm just stoked about it man. yeah man it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome and like Trevorrow, that's another guy, right? Like he 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 took that hit with uh, mm-hmm. episode yes. nine, and so you know that he brought it yeah. for for this movie because yeah. there is no way that he's gonna let this thing be anything short of spectacular. No. Because uh, they said, yeah, we doubt you, and we don't think you can do it, and I am sure that guy. He seems like the kind of guy that hold a grudge and mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. look. He's he's got yeah. Spielberg's backing. Like Spielberg didn't take him out when he got removed from Star Wars, right? They gave him the franchise back, yeah. which which tells you something. And mm. he's the first guy that doesn't have to deal with fences, really, in mm-hmm. this franchise. That it's it's completely different storytelling, which which is exciting. Very, very exciting. So When the Universal gave him millions of dollars to film that prologue, yeah. to stick on the <laughs> beginning of Fast 9, that says something. And that the Battle of Big something. Rock thing, too, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't cheap either. No. <laughs> So there's there's one film that's sitting out there right now, um, but Troy, I think you know what film I'm referring to. Is there anything else on on your list here? I, I have no idea where we're at with anyone's well, list. Well, um, I got my um, I got my number two, but we talked about it. But I'm not going to talk about. I got my number one, but we talked about it. I got my number two, but I can't talk about number two because I gotta let no. the goddamn Batman in the room talk about number two. But so I'll just I'll just jump to my number one. Yes. Uh, real quick, my number one is it's the Flash. It's the Flash. It's the Flash. But it's not the Flash. It's Ben Affleck, and it's <laughs> Michael Keaton. Like, that's what it's all about. Because because I'm telling you, you man, are the like... same human. The two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about Flash. <laughs> I've been needing Affleck back in the suit, in the cowl, in the gym, and it's and it's there. And I and and I love Keaton. I've been reading Batman '89. I think I just finished um, number four. I absolutely love his Batman. Um, I don't know what else I can really talk about when it comes to it. You guys already laid down the groundwork, but I'm just so excited for this film. I, I, I think the whole multiverse thing could be pretty cool. And we've already seen that we have like two variants of Ezra, obviously, going off of um, uh, DC fandom. So that's all there. We got Supergirl in there who looks oh, absolutely amazing. And like... I just I can't I can't wait for this film. It's it's highly highly up there for me, and um, it's cool, man. Because with what we got in like, well, I don't really know if I can go where I'm gonna go. So I'm just gonna say I'm really excited for like the multiverse in this film. 
I just see how they play with it. Mm. I think I think DC's been killing it with the multiverse probably better uh, than Marvel, except when it comes to the Spider-Verse. So they've been holding it down for forever. So to see it in this film, see it live action, see the Flash, sure. But see Affleck, and he's going to have a conversation with Keaton's Batman, like... Because those are the best Batmans. They're just it's, it's just simply that those are the best Batmans of all time, and these two are going to have a conversation, and it's going to be it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. I can't wait for this film, man. I know, man. Like Michael Keaton said, yeah. "You want to go nuts? Let's get nuts." Yes. Well, let's let's do it. So it's two number ones and a number two across the board here. This next film, yeah, Carlos, goddamn Batman. Take it away. I almost got to let you take it, man, because I, I love your hype. Gives me the love. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I am going to let you take it. <laughs> Too kind. <laughs> Passing the baton along here. Look, this movie we're talking about is, of course, The Batman. It comes out March, start of March, March 3rd. And I don't think I've been this excited for a DC film for sure. But this is, like, far and beyond my most anticipated film for the entire year. There's something so special about these trailers, about the construction of the narrative, about Robert Pattinson, the villains, every piece of this. Catwoman, come on, Selena, like it's all there. The cinematography, we love to talk about the score is epic. Every piece that we've seen. But the most important thing, and the thing I love so much about the promo work they're doing for this film, is I've seen all the trailers, the most recent trailer, I couldn't stay away from it, but I still feel like I, I don't know what's happening at all. I just know that there's going to be a kick-ass new Batman, some awesome villains, some pretty epic scenes, but I, I don't know what's going on. I don't have a, a good feel for Bruce Wayne yet, but I know it's going to be awesome. I don't have a great feel as to where Batman's at, but I know it's going to be amazing. So that's what excites me is that everything I've that's been put in front of me, I'm like, hell yeah, but I'm still intrigued enough that i don't know anything about the story that's what's cool i don't know how they're doing it but they're doing it you see you saw shang chi or eternals or whatever you kind of got the gist of the film right from the trailers like most trailers kind of give you roughly what this one i don't know i do not know what's going on all i know is that i'm like vibrating thinking about the potential of seeing this in just a few months (laughs) <laughs> oh man, beautifully said, beautifully said, and I I gotta admit, like I was I was Matt Reeves getting the director's chair and getting the creative control, I was there for that, and I was a believer in what that guy could bring, but then I just had all my doubts, like I'm hearing about the early days Batman stories, like oh, okay, well that's kind of the Nolan Nolan did it so well, can you can you do that? Have my doubts, get the patents and casting, and I was like, yeah, I appreciate. The guy's talent. I've seen a bunch of his indie movies, but I don't know if he has the right look that I want for him. Just please don't have blonde hair. Uh, I'll be able to stomach it. And then we get like the first look at the suit, and I had my doubts. And then, man, these trailers. These trailers came out. I've held strong, Troy. I didn't sell you out. I didn't watch the the new one and not tell you. The two of us, we 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 have a we made a bond pact. That, that we're not watching it and my yeah. wife watched it and she's like it's not spoilery but there's a ton of new footage i'm like okay i'm gonna try and stay strong but like those first two trailers like the the two fandom spots essentially like just uh, the tone and the look and then 
and just the vibe you get from this like you you just there's just something about it that just sucks my entire being into these trailers <laughs> and it's like i put out a tweet like not that long ago but like it was it was god's honest truth like i literally that second fandom trailer I grocery shopped for like 90 minutes with that trailer on loop in my pocket, just listening to the audio from ah. it because like, I am just, I am so there for this movie. Like, and and it's all things that aren't my favorite versions of the character. Like that seventies Batmobile isn't my favorite version of the Batmobile. And like the suit isn't necessarily my favorite, but it all just works. And I just love it all so much. And it's, Oh, like just everything about it. It feels like it's so purposeful and put together very meticulously and with a ton of care and that they've really cobbled together something special and something that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe that the Batman is like, despite all the superhero movies that we're going to, that we've had and that we're going to be seeing that like, it's not going to be Joker because I think it is going to be a, 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 four quadrant E type of movie, but it's going to be something on a completely different Mm -hmm. level that we haven't quite experienced yet. I think Pattinson knows like this is a guy that was in the trenches with that twilight franchise. And he knows the perils of like a toxic, (laughs) ugly fan base. And he knows what being that type of franchise character is. So like that this guy decided to like literally put on the mask and, jump right back into that tells you something about the vision for the movie and mm-hmm. where they're taking it. And like, man, I, I've got the pre-order receipt for the McFarland figures upstairs to prove <laughs> my, my, I'm putting my money where my mouth is with, literally with, <laughs> with the Batman. <laughs> uh, Troy, man, you gotta be hyped about yeah. this. This is your number two. It's, it's like yeah. Carlos said, it's bringing something different to the, to the table, which is crazy to think about that considering how many different iterations of Batman we've had over the years. Well, that's just it for me. I mean, the trailers for this film, um, and I'm coming off of the DC fandom one, that trailer to me hits so hard. And I still always go back to that scene when the Penguin thinks he gets away and he sees the T-1000 just slowly walking at him, man, out of the fire. That look, that imagery, that vampire-esque like, feel of Batman is, is, is captured so well. Like, watching these trailers is the first time i've ever actually felt like one of batman's thugs villains for the first time witnessing the batman where you're like what am i looking at you know what i mean like when i read the comics normally like okay well it's it's bruce wayne in the suit but i'm watching this trailer i'm like this is this is like a demon of some sort like this can't be a human being that cow (laughs) yeah and i really appreciate the cinematography and the idea and the vision of what they're you know conveying to us as an audience so I'm right there with it. The score, like you mentioned, Tim, the cinematography, the overall tone, the look, it's all there. And I'm completely there for it. Matt Reeves is another one. Like when I, I, I go back to the early days when it was meant to be, I think it's Affleck. He was writing, directing and starring, which is a lot to do. And then it was just meant to be Affleck and Matt Reeves doing the Batman film. And I was like, oh my God, because I'm coming off of Matt Reeves pretty much his trilogy of planet of the apes i know he didn't Mm -hmm. do the first one but the two and i was like this guy's great and to now see what they're kind of doing and their idea of like the batman and you know when bruce himself and i saw uh tenet and we saw 
like we saw homeboy um Pattinson come out in the suit looking GQ. We, we had that moment like, okay, this is Bruce. This is Bruce. <laughs> yes. And uh I've been sold ever since on this actor to play Batman and even grow into like that Bruce Wayne who's kind of like I'm pretending to be the Playboy Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but deep down I'm actually Batman and I'm just showing you somebody else. So I can't wait to actually get there too. But for right now, I I'm loving absolutely everything we're seeing. Obviously, Colin Farrell as well as as the penguin looks just bananas and, yeah and then we got the Catwoman too finally because it's been so long since since michelle fight well i forgot i forgot about anne hathaway's Catwoman. she had those glasses that I went for, up they made it look how like could i forget about that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's cool to be like return to form Catwoman. i i will say mm-hmm. so I, I i'm there man i'm absolutely excited for this universe and just to see like where they're going and if they're keeping it small i like that they're keeping it separate from all the other universes i don't know if it's tied to joker i don't know but all i know is i'm in day one to see Mm -hmm. the batman the batman there it is there it is man there is a a list of films there a lot of over a lot more overlap with the films but i think that just goes to show that there's there's almost two tiers to all this and dc is really bringing it Look, guys, I had three DC films in my top five most anticipated films. Another was Jurassic, and then I had one MCU. So it shows, to, at least to me, my perception is this whole changing of, of DC and this being a super pillar year for them, an important year for them, is is really there. And I, I can't wait, man. It's the it's the year of the bat, but I'd almost say it's the year of DC, to be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah. when it, you step back and look at all this, what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, it's hilarious that the the forgotten film is the sequel to their billion dollar yeah. Aquaman movie. That's the one that everybody's like, ah, yeah, whatever. We'll see that one. But the Batman, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even like another film that was completely left left off these lists was the Multiverse of Madness. Right? It's it's yeah. again a sequel to their latest billion dollar film, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. quote unquote their sequel. Right? And so yeah. it goes to show you the the depth of a film here. But I, I think the common thing, at least I can see in a lot of of our picks here. It's film franchises that we know that we love that are doing different things. That's relatively common, I think, through all these. Even if you go into the Jurassic and all that, it gets something we're familiar with, but they're doing something completely different with it. And I think that's what's intrigued and has a lot of hype behind a lot of these movies for us. Is even even Love and Thunder, right? It's again another divergent property that we're familiar with. So it's uh, it's all about doing something a little different here. And guys, we we've got we've got a few minutes here. To, to actually just knock out the last piece that we always like to do for 2022. We've gotten through TV and, and film here. There's, of course, a lot of collecting and a lot of comic books that are going to happen. But we also have our nerdier resolutions. And this is kind of fitting into our week in nerd space a little bit here. And it's something that it's just fun to do at the end of the year. And we encourage you guys to do the same thing. Is, is what are you going to do in, in nerd in 2022? Outside of the t- TV and films that we've just discussed, of course. And this is very similar to all of those goals that everyone tries to make at the start of the year that we inevitably run aground on here within a couple of weeks once we make a commitment to stay focused, right, Troy, on our collecting. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then we run aground, or I make some silly commitment about, I'm going to read so much this year, and I, I get to the end of the year, and I've not read a single book. So <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all fall, but we get back up, dust ourselves off here, and we plow forward into 2022 here. So let's rattle some of these off. Let's... um. So in, in the interest of time here, let's give two each to start, and then we'll do one round table on our last one. No particular order here, but Carlos, why don't you kick us off on this one as well uh, with uh, with two of your three nerdier resolutions, and then we can kind of talk about them a little bit. 
two of my three. Well, I'm not even going to front with like the things that I plan on acquiring because it like it's Batmania 2022. So McFarlane's. Yeah. We know that that is coming fast and furious and like there's a minimum three Batman hot toys. <laughs> Probably closer to six once we see the other costumes and armors yes, of and course. everything else, right? And fingers crossed that they'd give us a re-release of the 89 and returns uh costumes but uh so yeah i can't even front with that so that's not even a resolution that is just a a statement of fact and (laughs) a warning to my wife it's a fixed point in time as we refer to it in the multiverse standards (laughs) yeah exactly it happens no matter what multiverse we're in it's batman no matter what happens like i am stephen strange in that what if episode and that money is getting spent no matter what you do to try and rewind time so sorry dear but uh to be honest like the my resolution is a small one and hopefully fingers crossed inexpensive but inspired by tim and watching you with like the ghostbusters and the jp stuff and just this joy that you've got from uh reconnecting with these childhood moments with some of these things and and we had the benefit in our dm of like the picture of you when you were a little kid with some of the things and then Mm -hmm. seeing you get like the 2021 versions of those and uh for me i was kind of in a unique circumstance where i i still had a lot of that stuff or my mom's basement does but for me it's gonna be getting a few little pieces of the retro michael jackson gear that I had when I was a kid. So like, there's a few small things that I remember that were just always around that I always had in my room. So I'd like to get like a few packs of like the bubble gum cards that I had from back then, a couple of the magazines maybe that I had from back then, or like the fold up posters. I want to get a pair of like the fold up glasses. I, uh, I, I rock those things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For a good decade of my life even when it was not fashionable at all to do so but uh yeah like a a few of those little mj drips and drabs the maybe not the mj hair gel that i used to use all the time because i don't really have a use for that anymore but uh (laughs) yeah just and that's that's inspired by you temple because like that's that's the that's that nostalgia piece for me man like that thriller bad era stuff like so cool yeah all day long and yeah, just over the break here, I've been deep diving like the victory and triumph yes. and yes. Uh, tour videos and the, and the bad ones and yeah, I I that that's that's one of my energy resolutions and then my second one really quick is gonna be to acquire a black series Captain Rex for my daughter. Oh, nice! Yes, she's nice. put together a super cool little Clone Wars display. And, uh, like, just just the pride and love that she has in this thing. But, like, her top two characters in all of Star Wars are Ahsoka Tano and Captain Rex, like, her nice. dude. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't have a Black Series Captain Rex, so that's a resolution and appeal to all the listeners out there that if that Bad Batch Captain Rex crosses your sight on a Walmart peg, please drop me a DM. But, uh yeah, I, I got to get her a Rex before the year is out. So, Wicked. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Ah, that retro stuff, man. I, uh, I'm i going to piggyback off that one because that is, of course, part of one of my resolutions here. It's The nostalgia, it's real, and I love that you're going back into that and just doing little pieces from, from your childhood that, that inspire and, and bring 
that smile across your face and it would be a fun little collection for you to pat out here because I, I'm, I'm doing that even more. So it, I spoke last year, one of my resolutions was to embrace it a little more. And now it's time to actually refine it to the point where it becomes the main focus of my collecting. I'm, I'm shifting gears here. I'm going to reduce my modern and increase my retro. Uh, in the sense, I'm dumping a couple lines. The Amber Collection JP is out. Funkos are out. Uh, all retro remakes are out. So all that modern stuff is out for me. And it's going to be backfilled by Ghostbusters, Star Wars, uh, the TMNT and JP stuff that I've been talking about for the last two years. But I'm really shifting focus even in the nerd room to that being the prominent focal points of of my space uh, because of how much joy it's brought me similar to what you're talking about there carlos and the nostalgia is real and of course i'm going to still have the modern stuff the legends and this, the black series only ot now and the NECA stuff which again is kind of like a retro sort of uh, a piece in itself yeah. but yeah that's it's it's shifting that for the first time to being the primary focus of the hunt um, less about Walmart and and that, and more about digging through Marty's bins up at uh, you know <laughs> all flea markets, hopefully again maybe, and some online stuff. But yeah, shifting focus there, and then even with the nerd room for my second one <clears throat> is uh, I want to improve the display aspects of the nerd room. You know, we were always so focused on adding collection pieces. Is I was inspired a bit. We were looking at some of Troy's pictures the other night, one of those X Men videos that you did, and I noticed your details and how they're up and. I've been going through a lot of Instagram posts on, on people's collections and that and notice the effectiveness of lighting. Um, and I want to do that in the nerd room too, is, is spend more time accentuating my collection via lighting and being a bit more specific about what is out. I've gone through a period of reduction and I'm selling stuff to bring a level of refinement, but I think the next step is, is adding like I said, lighting and some backdrops to the detolf and uh, more focused kind of, you know, those baseball bat uh, Michael's things with action figures yeah, yeah, yeah. and proper yeah. lighting, these type of things to, to build a, a level of refinement to the display aspect to appreciate more uh, of what, of what I've got here. So those are my two. So yeah, retro become the number one and, uh, and display aspects of it uh, is, is so where I'm at. Wicked man. Wicked. Wicked. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be an exciting year. Troy, man, lay uh, lay your first two on us here, and then we'll first do two. one round out uh, for the last one. Okay, so for my first one, uh, going back to the Black Series, man, I'm walking away kind of hard on this line. I'm Ooh. I'm strictly strictly keeping it prequel mm-hmm. only, like and it. the only way I dip out of that is a prequel character that um. So basically, for instance, I can get my hands on a Ahsoka character because she was introduced in the prequels. So that's kind of like the caveat right there. But anything else, like I won't be touching the Book of Boba. Actually, I guess Boba works because he was introduced in the prequels too. So I guess that works. <laughs> that's to be but like any Boba. kind of new character, <laughs> right? It did. So, um, what's that? It did. <laughs> get him. Yeah, get him. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm really, I'm really just tightening my grip on the, on the prequel stuff and finishing out like a collection of like um like uh grievous i never did get my hands on grievous i never got my hands on like the darth plagueis that was re-released he's kind of a deluxe set 
like i would like to grab my grab him but i guess that kind of works because he's a prequel character but somebody that's like outside of that like a han isn't necessarily a prequel character so i don't touch that the ot stuff i'm, I'm done with i got to be sure the jedis and the empires and the new hope a thousand times over so i'm really just tightening my focus my scope on the prequel stuff because i just feel like um black series stuff it's dope i absolutely love it yeah. but for me i've always been like a prequel guy and there's so many different avenues so that you can go much. there's so much and the price points have gone kind of bonkers i'm kind of like whoa oh. like yeah so yeah just tightening my grip on on the black series and uh my comic list i want to tone it down a bit man because i find i go to my pull list i pick up i spend quite a bit of money on my comics and then i'm like whoa like what's going on i'm kind of lost track in like all the stories i like focusing on like the batman 89 stuff has been great amazing spider-man beyond is awesome right now but i've kind of fallen out of the thor stuff a little bit um i've fallen out of the avengers a little bit so i just want to tighten my focus on more more stories that i actually like and less of like keeping up with like what's going on in the world of like mm -hmm. the 616 mc or well, mc the like the 616 comic books right of, of the marvel stuff and um yeah to scale it back man I, I got hit pretty hard with a lot of like the hickman run of the x-men and obviously has keeping up with all the future state stuff which was was is a blast but i'm like whoa i gotta tone it down out it's just too much story to uh to keep yeah. up with so tone it down scaling back a little bit I like it. That Black Series stuff, yeah. I think we can universally agree that we've all yeah. been forced into narrowing the era that we like. Like, I'm going OT, yeah. you're going prequel. Carlos, you guys are kind of that Mando space, like, that era. And because yeah. it's too expensive to be a completist in it anymore. And it's, I just, unfortunately, they've priced out most of the collectors. Almost everyone I know is either out completely or they've gone down to very narrow, specific focus. Like, I even was thinking about doing Mando and OT, and I was like, I can't do both. There's too much Mando stuff coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, then no, like, my kid, she's, like, decided that it's basically the the Ahsoka lineage kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? Yes. So anybody yeah. who's connected to her, yeah. and then anybody who's connected to Grogu. Yeah. Dope. And so it's like, she'll get, she'll get, whatever like she'll get the ahsoka from mandalorian when it inevitably comes out because she spent time with grogu but she won't uh she won't get like uh grief karga or yeah. um i can't remember what the bad guy's name is in that show Ma. Ma gideon. Uh, gideon or yeah. yeah any of those type of characters but like she's ride or die with ig11 because he was he was the nanny for a bit, right? So yeah, it, it, it's funny, but it's it's a cool way of doing it. That and then like the that. bloody clone troopers, like God, yeah, I, man. they can see behind Troy there with, with clone troopers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those those are those are good ones. Yeah, refinement of that comic list. As soon as you're talking a lot about that, and all I can think of is like trades, trades, trades. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's I like it, that. Yeah it's that's the first thing that comes to mind when you're saying that about stories and trying to keep up. Right. Yeah. And like the problem is there's so much to do right now, right. Between TV Tons. and film and collecting and read, you know, like it's just all over the place. Like we're just like inundated with, with stuff and yeah. something always takes a hit. And yeah, I, I think I, this is the first year I, I stayed away from the events, like so, so many events mm -hmm. in the Marvel universe. I just stayed away from, like, I can't, I can't commit to it. Like they did that one weird one, right. Was it, um, where the heroes kind of were like all reverse. I think Blade was the only one that knew what was going on in like the mainline universe, mm -hmm. but Peter Parker was like not Spider-Man and Tony Stark never became Iron Man. They did this huge like flip up and I just like, I read one issue and I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to do this one. So, yeah. 
I almost find I enjoy a lot of that stuff more in the trade format. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. then, and it's exactly. so much cheaper. Like it, the trades is one thing, but like when Hawkeye hit, I bought my kid. Like she had the first, however many of the fraction, Aja run of the Clint books, and she had all the Kate Bishop stuff. But I cleaned that up, and it was a dollar eighty nine a trade on wow. Comicsology. And and then she's like, well, I like reading them better on my iPad anyway. So I was like, well, that works out. So instead of paying like the 23 bucks a trade, I was paying $1.89. And I was just like, you know what? You don't even want the rest of them. But I bought her all the Hawkeye books because they were just like it, it was less than my issue of Detective Comics for the week. Wild, <laughs> <So. laughs> wild. Yeah, look out for those sales in Comicsology because yeah. especially when there's – films of those characters coming out they usually do a big sale yeah and mm-hmm. then that to get you onto the app and all that so all right well we each got one left here carlos why don't you uh why don't you kick this one off as to your final nerd your resolution for this year well yeah and this is one i've kind of kicked around for a bit and we we had uh the, the great drama with the first installation but uh i got to continue on <laughs> my uh my shelving that uh, timbo inspired there and uh like my it's interesting because you talked about the display space and the how you display things to enhance the collection. And I've actually got my biggest, most expensive pieces on a wall, but the shelving isn't as nice as the stuff that I um, recently installed. And I actually find that it, it loses its presence compared to lesser things that I have on just nicer shelving. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I got to I gotta go with the upgrade there. I'm going to do it solo this time. Um, I can probably help you out a little bit. Yeah, you. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd rather you, father-in-law. I love that guy, but yo, homie, you're not coming back down. There's some <laughs> expensive stuff on that wall too that you're uh, that you're yeah. gonna be moving yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I think that that'll be like that's definitely one of the the key projects. And now that lumber is not as insane as it was before, uh, I'll probably be able to do it for well that, and I don't have my father-in-law's over the top design uh <laughs> requirements so it'll probably cost me about a third yes. of what the original ones cost me despite being the same size so if not bigger uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so that's definitely uh the plan for for this year is to do that once it warms up here and i can actually apply lacquer in my garage yes yes <laughs> awesome well, i'm looking forward to seeing that you and i had talked about that not too long ago and i i i, I agree with you i think it'll give a just a refinement to that because that area you're right man there's some pretty badass stuff but your eyes drawn directly to those those newer shelving units mm-hmm. that you have like it's that's right where your eye goes when you come downstairs mm-hmm. so very very cool um my, my last one here for this year is it's a simple one is i want to leverage the the relaxation that i get from lego and do more of it it's an expensive hobby but I love what they're doing with more of the display pieces in Lego with, I got the infinity gauntlet for the holidays and they had the Iron Man helmet and they're doing, I just did the probe droid where they come with the plaques. And so they become actual display pieces and they look really nice on shelves. And I find I get this unequaled relaxation from doing Lego, just sitting, popping a, a movie on DC, Marvel stars, whatever, and just doing my Lego in the background there. And I've got my eye on even some of the Batman stuff. I know it's out there, but I've got a nice little spot carved out right beside my big TV, which I've got a little Batman 
uh, shrine, and I think it needs a Lego piece in it. I want like a like a new the Batman head helmet thing. I like those. Oh, okay, that'll I think be sweet. Really cool. That's something I want because it's like a bust, right? Uh, but in Lego fashion, and so I want to combine not only the uh, the ability to to shed some of the the weight, but also it gets an awesome display piece for for the room that you can kind of build stuff around. So yeah, Lego and leveraging that a bit more is 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 top of my list right now. Very cool. The Technics Batmobile. That's the that's the hot tip from what I understand is that's the the Batman set. The one to get. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's I got to get something to commemorate that and Lego. And a McFarlane too, I think. And I've also got those at the three McFarlane's yes. coming in with the three Jokers too. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so. My Batman space is gonna get a little crowded, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So Troy, Wait. last one for this year. We're gonna be revisiting all of these in uh, yeah. just shy of 52 weeks time. But uh, what's the last one you're gonna put in front of us for 2022? Kind of similar to Carlos, I'm doing a complete, utter reboot of of my whole nerd setup. It's all Amazing. going down the nerd rooms completely coming down i'm cha- taking out the shelves i'm breaking them down i'm throwing them out i'm changing everything changing it all Whoa. man i'm changing it all so i'm gonna take some pictures and then uh yeah man in, in later on the new year it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be different it's gonna be upgraded yeah nice like like tony and uh what was it was it was it tony stark and captain america in jonathan hickman's run he said i got a, i got a, i got a vision over the avengers i want them to go bigger gotta go bigger and that's that's what i've kind of taken to heart here and i want to i want to level it up it's gonna level it up man so it's gonna change up the whole nerd space oh cannot wait to see that man (laughs) oh man there it is there it is there's 2022 in front of us guys i think the common theme there is it's really focused on our rooms accentuating the current collections we have while adding some important pieces to it seems to be a a relatively common thread here in 22 for us so i think i think that's that's manageable that's all things i think we can accomplish here and uh on the other side of it you guys are going to get a good look and insight as to the results of that because it's going to be mostly visual so i love that guys i love it i love it and 2022 is going to be an exciting year I'm I'm more amped than I was about an hour and a half ago about all these films, TV shows, and what we're going to be doing in this nerd space for this year. And that's not like there's things that we missed, of course, guys. There's movies we didn't talk about, shows we didn't talk about, but uh, embrace it all. You know, I think that's that's got to be one of the mantras for the nerd room this year is is just embrace it all because we've got so much cool, new, different stuff coming at us. And it's it's time to open up your mind. Watch Miss Marvel. Experience the Batman. Get ready for the Flash. There's there's so much happening. And Peacemaker uh, in a week. Yeah, come on. Oh. It's like one of my most anticipated <laughs> shows. I can't wait. So it, it's all there. If there's something you love about nerd, I'm almost certain you're gonna find it in something this year, whether that's film, TV, comics, collecting, whatever. It's there for you. And we're here. As well, guys, we're going to be sharing and experiencing all the way through 2022. we got some fun stuff coming up here. You know, usually in this episode, we do something, uh, our box office fantasy draft. And we've got something very special cooking up here that uh, we just got to hammer out a little bit more of the details. But it is coming, and you guys will get to experience that with us this year. That's where we'll leave you with that. And so we're not, not doing it this year because we're more confident than ever that we're actually going to see films again in their uh, attended slots uh, say morbius of course 
but that's coming. So keep your ear to the ground for that. And if you'd like to tell us what you're doing in 2022, you can always email us at the nerd room at gmail.com. You can find everything that we do over the nerdroom.net. The hunt is real and we're going to get back on it on Instagram. It's been a bit quiet over there over the holiday season, but as, uh, as things start to potentially open up or as we start to get that, new and old stuff coming back into our rooms or as we update we'll be sure to keep you guys posted on instagram youtube ian's gonna be back at it this week with a new video up there and i'm gonna be joining him and continuing my brief history of marvel legends mcu marvel legends i should say over on youtube as the content continues to roll out weekly over there so go give that channel a subscribe and give some thumbs up put some comments in there because that helps every little bit with that and twitter guys this is where we're going to be at for most of 2022 handles of course are the end of the episode so you can always catch us there or use the hashtag we the nerd so with all that being said in 2022 now laid out in front of us we gotta say goodbye just for this week we're gonna be back with your regular scheduled programming next week with this week in nerd our week in nerd and all of the little pieces that we haven't touched on in the last couple of weeks so until then for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and I'm all the Batman. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.